scripture reading in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 37, reading from the King James text. My subject this morning is ask God asking questions. God asking questions. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley and lo, they were very dry. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? And I asked him, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again, he said unto me, prophesy upon these bones, and say to them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord unto these dry bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter unto you, and ye shall live. And, I'll, and I will lay new upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath into you. And you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking. And the bones came together, bone to his bone. Father, we thank you for this word. The same Holy Spirit that inspired these writings now dwells in us. Give us its deepest meaning and its revelation that our lives may be charged, challenged, and changed. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen. You may be seated. God asking questions. The first question asked in the Bible, to my knowledge, was asked by Satan in Genesis chapter number 3 and verse number 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, have God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? This question was not asked out of concern but rather to cast doubt and distrust in the mind concerning the Lord. The next question was asked by God himself in the book of Genesis, chapter number 3, verse number 9. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto Adam, Where art thou? Where art thou? This question was asked out of concern for men because he is now hiding from the Lord God, his creator. And there has to be a reasoning for him hiding. So the question is posed to Adam. Adam, where art thou? The third question in the, in the 11th verse of the third chapter, 
And he said, Who told thee that thou was naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou should not eat? Now you've got to remember that God is not asking this question because he lacked knowledge. He is omniscient. That is, he knows all things. But he's asking this question because he realized he has put his very best into mankind. You see, he spoke the trees into existence. But then when it was time for him to create man, the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the earth, and God breathed into him the breath of life. It's like a woman who bakes a cake or when you do something really good. You're not satisfied until you get feedback. Somebody can eat the cake, don't never say a word. Now that question will be in your mind. And if you're not careful, they'll walk up to you and ask you, how was it? Anybody ever had somebody do you like that? And when they ask you that, you don't say, well, I ate it, didn't I? <laughs> no, you don't do that. But you want to know, I put forth my best effort. I'm thinking that's the best cake I ever made. And all I wanted to know was, how was it? God had put his best into man. And we note in the seventh verse, and the Lord God formed the man out of the dust of the earth and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. It is really amazing God's relationship with his children. In our minds, we have a picture painted of God that is way up in the heaven somewhere. And we as little pitiful creatures down here on the earth crying, begging, and pleading to get his attention. And of course we know that since the time of Jesus Christ, he is among us. One of the hardest things for us to conceive is just how much God loves us. And when we consider how holy how high he is, how could he have any consideration for us earthbound creatures? But the thing that we must realize is that Jesus have bridged the gap between God and man. The bridging of this gap was not only to get God among us, but also to get God in us. The devil's job is to make us think that this God could never be concerned with somebody like you and me, but that the truth be told, you are the apple of his eye. Jesus made this statement himself in the book of Matthews, chapter 10. He said, but the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Feel ye not, therefore ye are more valuable than many sparrows. I don't know how many hairs I got on my head. I'm sure you don't either. Because if you're bald-headed and bought a wig, that's something different. Yeah. 
but you don't know how many hairs on your head, but God is so concerned about you that the very hairs of your head is numbered. And when you think about the solar system spinning around as fast as it is spinning, all of the creatures that God has made on this earth, every cell that is operating in your body that God keep going. That you get up in the morning, don't even think about it. But God got these cells working in your body. Isn't he an awesome God? Isn't he awesome? And he keeps all of this going for us. Can y'all say it with me, God really loves me. And you have to sense his love for you. I can stand here all day long and tell you how much he loves you, but until you get the revelation of how much God loves you, does you no good. But he loves us. I have chosen this text because it deals with time of hopelessness time of pain, God who is innocent asked this question in the midst of helplessness and pain. He asked the writer, can these bones live? And at this point, let me ask you the question like God asked Adam, who told you? And I would say here, everybody in this room got some sort of a lie base in us about yourself, about your ability, how you look, and what you can accomplish in life. All of us. All of us. And that lie base actually affects the way you communicate, how you perform, and how you get along with other people. And perhaps what's in your life was put there by a question of some kind of suggestions. This lie base that's in us, thank God, the Bible says in John 8, 32. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And every lie base that's in us right now was placed there by somebody or something. Some of us can still hear the echoes in our mind. Stupid. You're crazy. You can't ever get anything right. You're fat. Your nose too big. Look at them ears on the side of you. Look like an elephant. And as simple as all of this seems, 
We are kept away from the greatness that God has for us because somebody made a suggestion to our minds. And isn't it easy how that the negative can take an effect on us without hardly any effort at all? But to believe the truth about yourself that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, it is difficult for us to believe that because I'm from the hood. I'm from the way nobody in my family ever achieved anything. Oh, I'm just going to be fat anyhow because everybody in my family is fat. I'm going to get married, but I know the marriage is not going to last because everybody in my family gets divorced. And that lie is there. But somebody told you that. My question today to you is, who told you that? Who told you that you couldn't live? Who told you that you couldn't be successful? Who told you that you can't stay married? Who told you that you can't make money? Who told you that you can't live free from pain? Who told you that you can't read? That you are ugly? Who was it that told you? that you're not attractive? Who told you that you can't stop smoking? Who told you that you can't get off drugs? Somewhere down the line, a lie was planted in us. When God approached Adam, he said, Adam, where are you? And then Adam said, Lord, I, I heard your voice in the garden, but... I knew I was naked. God's question to Adam was, Adam, who told you that you were naked? And let me tell you, we're in a season right now that because Adam, that Adam got that secret, some of us are going to be running our credit cards and all that stuff up. Wouldn't it be something if we could be naked? But some of us already done been on Amazon trying to get the cheapest price that we can. Because next Sunday is what? Easter Sunday. And everybody got to be dressed up, got to get the hair done, got to get the new shoes, got to get everything done. Because all of a sudden, Satan revealed to, to Adam, Adam, you're naked. But I found out something in there that was interested, interesting. One of the things that Satan said was, you shall be like God. He told the truth. Now, and God said, except they become eternal in that state, let's drive them out of the Garden of Eden. But see, they were still like God. You are God-like creature. 
And being God-like means that you have ability. You have the ability to get things done. That's why the day I was so moved with the text that uh, the young man sent me that says that one shall chase a thousand. That was a promise because God going to fight for you. And what that means to me is I have within me the ability to chase a thousand. Uh, can I get somebody in the center section just to stand up and say, I have the ability to chase a thousand. Now, I want you to feel it. I want you to feel it. I, I want you to feel it all down in your little chilly willy. <laughs> say, I have the ability, have the ability to, chase a to chase a thousand. I just need somebody in this section just to give me a walk. When you're saying, just give me a walk. Can I get somebody just to give me a walk? Just give me a walk. Walk like you can chase a thousand. You got to walk, buddy. You got to walk. You got to walk. Yeah. Yeah. See, look at that. Look at that. See? You walk like you got authority. All right. Oh, girl, I believe you believe that. You got to hold to that thing. <laughs> Hallelujah. You got to hold to that thing. And the reason why I come to church, I come to church to hear the word. I want to, I've been lied to all week long. My boss done cussed me out. Uh, people on my job have told me I was no good. I come to church to hear the word of the Lord. I come to her, somebody tell me and remind me of my God-likeness. Hallelujah, glory be to God. And if you would realize that in the Bible, one of the things that Jesus mastered in, he mastered in asking questions. When he was walking through a certain place, there was a man that had been, in the, uh, been laying down for 38 years. When Jesus approached him, he approached him with a question. And the question was, will thou be made whole? I want to say to you right now, you are sitting waiting for a miracle. But if you can stir yourself, there's always, there's already a miracle in you right now. That man that was by the pool for 38 years, he had the ability within himself all the time, but he crippled himself because now I'm waiting on somebody to put me in the pool. But is there anybody in here right now that know right now where I stand, I have the ability. Can I get somebody to jump to your feet right now and say, I have the ability. Somebody was talking about the bumblebee. Because of the way the bumblebee is made, that great big body, them little tiny wings, a butterfly, and not a butterfly, a bumblebee is not supposed to be able to fly. But somebody said the reason why he's flying, nobody ever told him that he couldn't fly. Hallelujah. But we have everybody telling us what we can't do. I want you to lean over and tell somebody something positive right now. Speak prophecy.
prophesy to her. You ain't got to get in no tongues. Speak something in their lives. You have the power. Speak something in their life. Something positive. And the Bible says, speak into yourselves in psalms, in hymns, and spiritual songs. You know what the devil have done? He have jammed our system with noise and distraction. And you beeping and bopping and dumb as a dog. But there comes a time when the people of God need to stand still and see the salvation of God. See what God has done for you. He didn't save me to do nothing. He didn't save me to be nothing. He saved me to be a wonder. He saved me to do miracles. Who told you couldn't do it? Who told you you couldn't prophesy? Who told you you couldn't preach? Who told you you couldn't commit, that you couldn't perform miracles? Who told you you were stuck in one place and you can't get away from that place? Who told you you got to exist until you die? Who told you that? It wasn't God. Paul said, I would above all that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prosper. Friend, I'm finished. Let me say this. Each of us right now have a question that's being posed in our mind. The only way you're going to answer the question is through faith. Can these bones live? How about it either? Can these bones live? Yes. All of us are created on equal ground. The enemy will make you think that one person has more advantage than the other person do. But it's the same question. To every individual, can you live? Can you be successful? Can you do the will of God? And this time it's not Satan asking you, it's God asking you. Can I be what God says I am? Can I be what God say I am? It doesn't matter how much you hear, how much you know, how much you Google, it doesn't matter if you don't answer the question. We're looking for somebody else to answer the question for us. Somebody who we consider 
a genius. There are no greater geniuses than you that can answer your question. You have to answer the question. Can these bones live? Can I be successful? Can I be what God says I am? And until you can answer that question, you will stay in the valley of dry bones. The valley of dry bones says this. Like in the case of Jesus and Lazarus. Jesus didn't come the third day. If it, if it was only 72 hours, they could have said that Lazarus was just in a coma. But he waited till he was thinking. Some of y'all think you're thinking now. But tell them I'm getting up from here. Yeah, there's somebody out there right now that feel the get up in you right now. Feel a get up. I'm tired of being down. I'm tired of being walked on. I'm tired of being trialed. I feel a get up in me right now. Doesn't matter whether it's been four days, four years, or 40 years. This is the beginning of a new day. This is the beginning of a new life.